Hi, Pastor Greg here. I'm the pastor of the Jordan Assembly of God Church. You are either listening to the podcast version or you can also watch it live streaming on YouTube or recorded VOD of it. This is a new series and we are going to be going through the book of Colossians. I hope you enjoy this series. So without further introduction, the book of Colossians. Uh, to summarize what we've been kind of going through, we're, we're in the book of Colossians. Part one, we did find eternal life. And this is you are the reflector of his light. Okay, So there's a lot of things you can do for God, but the foundation of your actions should be your relationship with God. So you should be the reflection of what God is doing in you. Okay, There's a lot of things, there's a lot of doers out there that do, 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 but what Paul was basically talking to Colossians and something that we should learn as well too is that just because we can do something doesn't mean that that is the right thing to do. And just because we can't do something doesn't mean that God doesn't want us to do it either. It all has to be founded upon the relationship with God. So you are the reflector of what God is doing in you. The second thing is authority. It's one of the things that we learned about authority. And that Jesus' authority doesn't come from his position or whether or not he is appointed. And it doesn't come from opinion or what we think of him. That Jesus' authority is, is. It's his character. It's who he is. He does not base his authority or his abilities on how we think of him or what other people do with him. He just is. And it supersedes that. And we talked about that. And today we are going to be dealing with identity, which is something that, once again, is uh, we are definitely dealing with in today's day and age. So in Genesis 1, 26 through 28, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for this day, and I want to thank you for this time. I pray, Father, that as we go through this lesson and as we worship you, that you will be glorified. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Going into, once again, into the book of Colossians, but have you noticed that I've kind of entered the studies with outside studies coming into it? Because there was a lot of things that were going that was going on. Paul is dealing with, first off, you, you need to find the light in order to be able to reflect the light, okay? And then next, you need to make sure that you're not the authority, but that God is the authority in your life. And so next, we're dealing with identity. Now, in identity, in today's day and age, um, we're, it's kind of a touchy subject because we have a lot of things going on in the news and everything else like that where we're dealing with identity. And here's the thing, is that, and, and this may or may not be popular and probably not, but here's the thing, you cannot answer emotion because the reason why you cannot answer emotion 
is because not everybody feels the exact same way about everything, not even in the own groups. You have one group that feels one way, you have another group that feels another way, but saying that every single person in that group feels that exact same thing or everything about it is a huge oversimplification. You cannot say, even in this room, you cannot say that everybody in this room, we all believe in God, we all believe in Jesus. You cannot say that everybody in this room believes every single thing or agrees with every single opinion that you hold and it's just not going to happen. It's never going to happen with anything. So you have, you have identity being an issue because you have people who have real issues and they do, it really does happen, and you can't, you can't group them up and say that everybody of those people that, have the, that, that is dealing with that is all the same because that would be incorrect and wrong. Just as you can't find the other side, of the other side of the argument that everybody agrees with everything over here. So how do you argue with it? And here's the thing, you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to. Nowhere in the scriptures do I say, do, do I read where Jesus looks at us and says, argue about everything. I have not read that in any way, shape, or form. I've also not read for us to hurt anybody. I've not read that. As a matter of fact, it does say, they will know you by how you show love one to another. Okay? But here's the thing. The love that you are supposed to show isn't governed by your emotions of what you feel love is. See, that's where we're getting this huge problem of miscommunication when it comes to identity because people like to think, well, this is love. This would be loving for me if somebody were to actually do this to me. This would be loving. That's not what it's about. It's about the love of Christ within me reflected to the people out there so they will, they will know you by how you show love. It literally, is, it literally can be defined as, as the love of Christ is in you and you show the love of Christ to one another, that's the love. And that is governed by God. Now, <clears throat> identity... The struggle with identity comes from something missing, something not complete. We read verses 26 through 27. I want you to find in Genesis chapter 1, I want you to find verses 20 through 22. It's only three verses. I'm going to give you time to look at this because I really truly want you to actually find this. For yourself, I want you to read it. Read it somebody over somebody's shoulder if, if you want to. I want you to look at it. I want you to look at verses 20 through 22. Has everybody had a chance to actually look at it? Everybody had a chance to kind of just peruse it, just kind of go there? Those of you who... Don't have Bibles. There are Bibles in the pews in front of in the pew slots in front of you. And in Genesis chapter one, verse twenty through twenty-two, and I, I'm I'm going to read it now. I want I want you to actually see it, but I will read it. 
Then God said, let the waters abound with abundance of living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament of the heavens. So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that moves with which the waters abounded according to their kind and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let birds multiply on the earth. Okay. I want you to compare that to the verses that we that I read this the, at the very beginning, in verses which was verses 26 or 28. I want you to look at verses 26 or 28, and I want you to see if you can spot the difference. What is the difference between there's something in verses 20 through 22 that you will not find in verses 26 through 28? Anybody? Catch it? Who thinks who thinks they got it? It's one little phrase, and this phrase is known as a completion. This phrase is known as fullness. This phrase this phrase is known as being done. It's being finished. God saw it and that it was good. God saw that it was good. You will not find that in verses 26 or 28. Hmm. Interesting, right? Now, I will grant you that in verse 31, it does say in general that God saw all that he had done and he had saw, it said that it was good. But interesting that he created the animals and he got done and he completed and he finished it and he said God saw it and that it was good. Isn't it interesting after he created man and woman, he didn't say that. Because here's the thing, I, 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 I want you to think about that because we need to define some words. We need to define fullness, and fullness, and once again, I use the 1828 dictionary because I love the old, okay? That's all I'm saying. I can't, I can't, I can't stop myself, all right? I love it, okay? So fullness is the state of being filled so as to leave no part vacant, there is no room for anything, no part vacant. That's fullness. Complete, nothing is wanted. Perfection, no deficiency in any way, shape, or form. It is done. Finished, the word finished means polished to the highest degree of excellence. Created fish, totally completely complete. Created animals, totally completely complete. Man? Hmm. Interesting, right? Man was created in the image of God, but not the fullness of God. Not completeness, not finished. People are struggling with identity because there is a lack, there is a need, there is a want, there is an actual void. Here is the problem. Sin, when there's a void, sin twists the viewpoint and you look at things, your desires, your wants, your needs, or or another thing, 
based on opinions and based on who you determine as your authority, remember the conversation of authority, you see somebody, oh, that person, that person is the one, he answers all my questions or she answers all my questions. And so I go to that person and, and then you take their stuff and you start filling in the void. Here's the thing, though, it's never enough. Another possible unpopular statement. You cannot change enough. You cannot identify enough. You cannot say enough. You cannot do enough that's going to fill the void. You are always, 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 always categorically going to be doing something in order to continue because you will never feel enough. You will never be complete. You will never be full. You will never be finished. Why? Because God created you, and when he created you, he was not done. Craig, oh, I don't know. This seems awful strange. I have scriptural backing for this. Finished, complete, and fullness is a state of being. It's not being made into. It's a state of being. It is who you are. It's not wanting. You are a reflection of the light within. Jesus' authority was based on who he is, not being made into. Jesus wasn't being made into the Son of God. He is the Son of God. God created that need and that want for you because being made into the image of God, you need the fullness of God. In Colossians 1, 19-23, this is how I know that God was not done. Colossians 1, 19. For it pleased the Father that in him, Jesus, in him all the fullness, remember the definition of fullness, should dwell. And by him to reconcile all things to himself, by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. And you who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. If indeed you continue in the faith grounded and steadfast and, uh, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven of which I, Paul, became a minister. Your fullness, your identity, who you are is not and can never be found in the creation here, it is only by going to the creator that you find your identity. The fullness of who you are and what you are to become is found in the very one that formed you in the womb. And who is the fullness through? It is through the very son of God that came and died on the cross. It is the very son of God that sacrificed himself for you. So first, I want to acknowledge that yes, your feeling of incomplete, searching for identity, is totally completely justifiable. But complete is not found in changing the outside. If that were so, you would stop trying to find more things to change. 
Complete is not found in doing. Complete is found in identifying with Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah. For in him is your completeness, your fullness, your perfection. Remember, no deficiency, nothing there. When you come to know Jesus, that is your completion. Here's the thing. The reason why we fight so much to prove a point is because we are actually trying to prove that we are right in something. The reason why there is a fight is because we're trying to prove that, no, no, listen, listen to me right now. I am right. I am right. Here's the thing. There is no fight when you know something. How many people do you know when they absolutely positively know the truth, fight about it? I have talked, I, I, I grew up in, uh, in the VA Medical Center, not within the VA Medical Center, but I grew up going to, with my dad to the VA Medical Center. I was around older people. Uh, there was this guy who wore a 10-gallon hat. He was in five different wars. Two, um, I think he, it was, uh, oh, I'm going to get this wrong. There was two U.S. wars that he was in, and he was three in, in three foreign wars. He went from one war to another. Wore a 10-gallon hat. He was in a wheelchair when I met him. And... Uh, Old guy, when you talk to these people, you can believe them or not believe them, they're okay. They have no argument whether or not you, they, whether or not you believe what they're telling you. They know what they know. There is no fighting when you know the truth. There is no reason. Look at what Jesus did. Jesus knows the truth. Did he fight with any of them? No. When you know what the right thing is, there is no fighting because you know what the right thing is. People find, people who are created by God, find their completeness within Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, because he is the fullness of you. He fills the void where you lack. He fills that identity that you need. How do you know this? Uh, I'm going to tell you this much right now. When you come to Jesus and you allow your identity to be found in him, you will find something very, very, very much, and I can guarantee it, you'll find this one thing, peace. You will find peace. All the striving, the fighting, the battling, the arguing goes completely away because there's no reason to fight. There's no reason to battle. Because why? Because you are full. You are complete. You are perfect in God's sight, covered by the precious blood of Christ. If you acknowledge Jesus as the Christ, the Messiah, you find remission of sins. We are taught this totally and completely and utterly. John 19.30, when Jesus was on the cross, and he's there, and I'm going to go above, I'm going to go into verse 28 in John chapter, er, in, um, John chapter 19. Verse 28, after this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, notice the word, that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. Now a vessel full of sour wine was sitting there, and they filled a sponge with sour wine, 
put it in, uh, put it on hyssop, and put it on his mouth. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, "It is finished. It is complete." And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. Complete, finished. Your completeness, your peace, your grace, your mercy is found in Christ. It's only when we fight, it's only when we try to prove our point, it's only when we try to be right that we end up having issues and struggles. At the minute that we actually acknowledge the fact that Christ is our completeness and that God is our creator and that our life is found in him, we are complete. The reason why we go through, and I'm, I'm combining everybody, everybody goes through a deal of who am I, what am I doing, what am I doing with my life, and we all focus on every single thing in order to fill that and make a completeness and whatever, and I'm going to say this, is that if you want to truly find the inward contentment that knowing that everything is complete, it is found in Jesus Christ. You can fill it with everything else, but you're going to constantly, constantly be searching. You're going to constantly, there's never going to be enough. There's never enough food to eat. There is never enough things to do. There is never enough activities to, that you can actually be involved with. There is never enough. There's always going to be something, something there, but there's only one Jesus. And there's only one salvation. And there's only one path to God. And he is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father but through the Son. And when you come to know him, you find a completeness. Remember this. There's two things that God does not despise. A broken heart and a contrite spirit. And I, I say this constantly. And so hopefully by the time you get done with hearing anything I've ever said that you actually understand this, that a broken heart, a humble heart before the Lord, and a contrite spirit. Contrite is a word that means you have a willingness to change. You come before God with a willingness to allow him to change your life, and you will find completeness, you will find contentment, you will find those things. Is it a journey? Yeah, it is a journey. It's a walk. It's something. Why is it a walk? It's not because God doesn't know what to do. It's because God needs to walk you through realizing what it is means to actually live a life that means peaceful. That means peaceful. Can you still attain things? Yes. Can you still work for things? Yeah, it's fun to do it. It's absolutely positively fun to, to have a goal and shoot for it. It's absolutely positively fun in order to, to actually to attain something. That's cool. That's great. However, do it in the foundation with your relationship with God. Because your contentment shouldn't be found in what you're aiming for. It should be something that you already have. Identity. Identity found in Christ. You'll never find your identity in things. You will only find your identity in the Creator. And it is God through Jesus. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for this day and I want to thank you for this time. I pray, Father, that we may just have a wonderful time. And as we move into communion, I pray, Father, that 
our hearts and minds will remember the reason why we're here, the reason why we fellowship, the reason why we worship together and why we follow after you and where our true forgiveness comes from. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast or watching this video. I hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to listen or watch past broadcasts, you can go to agjordanmt.com. Until next time, I hope you have a wonderful day.